Hooray Run Podcast Episode 16. It's me, James Rogers, and joining me here shortly will be my dad, Randy Rogers. If you recall, if you've been listening to Hooray Run Podcast, I had my dad on for Episode 8, and we celebrated his 32nd anniversary of his running streak. He's been running at least a mile every day since August of 85. Thought it would be cool to do a follow-up to that Episode 8. And my dad has had quite a bit going on with the streak since that August episode. We'll cover that. I was glad to get him on here for about 20 minutes while I was home in Illinois for the Easter weekend. Hope you enjoy the podcast. It's Hooray Run. Before we get to the conversation, as always, my friend Mikey, a.k.a. Meeks Palmer on SoundCloud. Mikey, you gotta drop that beat for us. April 2nd, the day after Easter, I'm here in Elmwood Park, Illinois, in my parents' house with my dad, Randy Rogers, and our dog is on my lap right now. This is Frankie. He might bark. He's been a little antsy the last 15-ish minutes, but he's here along for the pod ride today. I'm here with my dad. He was on episode 8, I believe, back in August. We were celebrating his 32nd anniversary of his running streak he's been running every day at least a mile outside no a couple indoors in airport terminals but he's been running every day since august of 85 about six months have passed dad since our last chat on the podcast here what's your streak at now days total mileage let's see it's at uh 11,921 days and the mileage is 57,436.62. Woo, 0.62. It's important. <laughs> What'd you run today? I just ran 1.08 today. It's supposed to be a day off on my workout, but that's a day off, a little over a mile. You ran eight yesterday, Easter morning. Yes, eight miles yesterday. Training yeah. for a half marathon that will be on June 3rd. And your last race was March 11th, the 5K. We'll get yeah. to that quickly here. But since August, we last talked, you'd had a late October 10K, and then a January 1st, New Year's Day 5K. Yeah. And I remember late October, I was here in town for that. I saw you race. You broke 51 minutes. It was a victory for you in and of itself because you were battling nerve pain early on in October. And it had been about a few weeks, if I remember correctly, this nerve pain up around your neck started developing and there was cause for concern but you still raced the 10k as usual against mom's objections still racing you broke 51 but after that race it just progressively got worse if you remember anything about the pain level during that october 10k what was it october 10k it was it was not terrible pain i mean there was pain in my neck and my shoulder um but it got worse through the next couple of months it probably peaked in early December, and then uh, doctors said they they saw that I had two discs in my neck that were going uh, leaning against the nerve, and so they had to try something. They tried steroids, that didn't work. So it was December nineteenth. I got a epidural shot, 
that took away a lot of the pain. And then uh, they gave me some medicine for it, and I've been taking the medicine ever since. It's still a lot of pain sometimes, but the medicine usually takes care of it. So I'm up in my mileage now. I just did a mile a day for about three or four weeks just to get through the pain. It was excruciating pain, yes. It was a state I'd never seen you in, and you took a while to get to a doctor, as per usual, as expected, but you were eventually listening to mom's requests and urges for you to hey see the concordia university athletic trainer let's we got to see a professional for this because not only is your streak in jeopardy at that point like december i remember mom wasn't even caring about your streak she just said you might need to take two weeks off randy and heal this this is way more important than your streak this is like long-term health and i was concerned for the streak but i also thought like we got to look at the the larger picture here and so it was a lot of out of your comfort realm in terms of seeing professionals seeing doctors going to screenings in naperville getting multiple opinions that was just weird for you it had to be and then getting on medication because i'd never take aspirin or anything else like that and uh but it was so excruciating i felt like i was paralyzed on my right side and i was definitely leaning toward that side all the time i couldn't even do any push-ups anymore i was doing 50 push-ups a day and uh, I could not even do one. I couldn't push myself up. Mm-hmm. So I knew I had to do something. And so, yeah, the doctor said to go see the people at the, at the training uh, facility. And so I went over there, got a, and they, didn't, they said, you're too bad to just go through therapy. You've got to get something done with this. So mm-hmm. went to a couple doctors, and eventually that shot happened. So right. that really helped. So the medicine I have right now, I'm probably going to have to take the rest of my life okay. to keep this going, but that's just the way it is. Yeah, <laughs> It got to a point where driving was extreme pain, writing, typing on a keyboard, like just emailing with your coaching job. I mean, that's a ton of daily tasks. And that was a big thing, too, was you were in the midst of a tough season. It's winter. It's not warm here in Chicago in the winter, so you're still trying to get out in a mile and tough temperatures again the basketball season brings some stress itself and that was a key thing too with doctors saying yeah during basketball season high time coaches stress and during practice you're pointing you're directing players and assistants and at the time you're so focused on the practice but after practice I remember you'd come home and you'd just be down for the count because it would hit you after the fact oh wow I was really moving my right side a lot during practice and yeah talk about how, how that basketball side of things affected it too it was tough i mean it would again be excruciating pain and um yeah it was was tough to coach tough to focus i had to miss my first day of practice ever and uh that that was that was really tough but the biggest thing is i I could not focus i couldn't even type i couldn't even text Mm -hmm. some days and i thought man when are they going to make a decision to get the shot or something like that right because I've got to have something to keep going. So the pain, I, I would usually run at 4 or 5 in the morning and just yell the whole time I was running the, the mile. It's kind of like when I tore my hamstring, too. Uh, I think this was actually worse. It mm-hmm. felt like I had a stroke. That's what it felt like, uh, except that I could feel the pain like crazy, but the results were like a stroke where I had to get back up to number of push-ups. Mm-hmm. Just remember, I felt better after the December 19th shot. 
I had already signed up a couple months earlier to the New Year's Day for the New Year's Day 5K along the lakefront in Chicago. Yeah. So I was determined I was going to do that because I was starting to feel better. And so I actually got like a four-mile run in to prove that I could do the distance to myself. And then uh, that day happened to be minus five with a minus 35 wind chill. I said, I'm still going to do it. And I went and did it. And yeah, I think I got frostbite on my feet that day, but I, did got, you feel I got like 5K you, done. Did you feel like you dragged through it? Oh, no doubt about yeah. it. Yeah. And there's ice on the courts too, but the biggest thing is I wanted to finish it just to to say I did it and then I can start my rebuilding program after that. And then after that race, were you immediately back to just a mile a day? Uh, no. After that race, I started following a very easy training program for a 5K for March 11th. I said, okay. I'm going to aim at this just 15 to 25 miles a week. Okay. And, uh, so I did that, and it it worked out. I beat my other time by almost three minutes at my New Year's Day time, and that was that just showed there was progress going on. You're talking about the March 11th, yeah, March 11th. Yeah. I beat my January first time, yeah, yep, by th- almost three minutes, yeah, yeah. Carrie and I raced that alongside you, yeah. Then all run together, time wise, but we were all there at the starting line together on March 11th in South Elgin, Illinois. And that March 11th isn't too far after January 1st. So the progress you made from the new year to March 11th, could you tell you were making a lot of gains? Yeah, it was amazing because I'd go a couple times a week to Athletico, which is you know for physical therapy, yep. massage. It was amazing what that did. And then I just gradually upped the mileage a little bit and you know a little bit of challenge. And I got in a weight room too and did some things so forced mm-hmm. myself to get my right side you know more more strength in it and it happened so now i'm training for a half marathon yeah <laughs> again mom is not happy with that yeah but you will run it i know yeah. you will <laughs> yeah so push-ups now are you getting i'm getting a few? About 40 a day okay. 50 is really hard yeah but i'm up to 40 or 45 a day so that's and they're not great form push-ups but yeah. Neither were they before my, my my injury or whatever you call it. So it, it's uh, I'm back to it. I think you graduated from physical therapy. You're all done with that, correct? Yeah, I'd keep doing it if the insurance held out, but uh, it yeah, because that was really good. I always would feel good there. So thank Haley, the person who took me through it. She, right. did, she did a great job. Good. Still running. You're. Eight miler yesterday was that the longest run you've had in a while? Last weekend I did ten miles. Oh wow, that was tough. Okay, and, uh, so about seven miles I felt that feeling again with the neck and the shoulder. Okay, yesterday the eight mile I, I felt it about the seven mile mark also. I, tr- I took the medicine before it yesterday just experimenting and it still it still hurt. So it's gonna hurt to go that long, but yeah, at least I can go that long. That's good. <laughs> it is. And then. With your half marathon training, are you on a another basic plan? Or are you trying to amp it up a bit? It's kind of a basic plan, but it's up to forty five miles in a week. Okay. So right now I'm up to thirty eight to forty, and it's got track workouts in it too. So okay, it's not going to be super fast, but it's it's sharpening it a little bit. So I'm not just getting through the race. I'm trying to get a certain certain time or something. Yeah. The nerve pain issue. 
you said earlier was worse than the hamstring tear. Would you say that this is hands down the toughest it's been in the streak so far, just in terms of mental darts that were thrown at you in terms of, I don't think you ever thought I should quit the streak. Maybe you did. I know you were getting advice from all different sides and a lot of people told you to just take a week totally off from any activity, but this had to be the worst or the closest to the streak ending. Yeah, I didn't think it was going to end, but I was running basically with my arm hanging on my side, my right arm. Yeah. You couldn't use it to pump because whenever, you know, your normal running motion, it would just kill me to lift it. So that was tough because it was tough on every step where the hamstring was only tough on every other step. <laughs> and it really hurt. Uh, but I've had sprained ankles that were really bad. Yeah. And again, that was like the hamstring where... But it, it only lasted a few days. The hamstring was a month. This was over a month. Right. Um, but the fact that it hurt my whole body and my neck and everything like that was... I think it made it tougher. Oh, yeah. But I never thought about stopping my streak. Yeah. I was just thinking of length of pain, too, because this has now spanned a few months at least. Yeah. And you're still battling it. Yeah. But the mileage is going up. As we said, you had a great... 5k i would say great from my perspective i don't know what you're thinking as you you self examine yourself but i think that 5k on march 11th was a great sign of the strength is coming back and we're moving forward and we're progressing here yeah. and then now that you're tackling half marathon training that's a great sign coming out of this october november december but the bottom line is out I'll never kick this, is what the doctor said. Okay. I said I might need surgery. Well, if I had surgery, I'd probably have to miss a day. I don't trying to <laughs> avoid surgery. I do remember that during yeah. the harsh winter months. Yeah. I kept saying every day, I don't want surgery. They can cut my right arm off. <laughs> yeah, and I'll still, right. I'll have one mile my left side swinging, and I'll still make a mile. Yeah, but that's so. It looks like I can go without surgery if I take this medicine. So I'm going to take the medicine, and mm-hmm. it has been, it's been working. Yeah. So. I'll continue to do that, and so I'll run with pain at certain distances. But three miles is not pain, but it gets yeah. up to seven or eight miles, it starts getting pain again. Sure. Well, I know we did this in the previous episode, but I said read your today's log entry, like everything you write. So what do you write every day in your log? I know it gets real detailed. You can even do yesterday's. I know it was a longer mileage day. Well, every day I put down... Uh, what the temperature is, like, uh, for example, yesterday, 25 degrees. And then how many push-ups? 40. Mm-hmm. Sit-ups, 100. <laughs> I did a plank for one minute. I couldn't do a plank during that time either. <laughs> Today I got to up to 125 on the plank. Um, t- starting time, 7.37 a.m. Number of miles, 8. Time, 113.21. The pace, 9.10 per mile. Mm-hmm. Then the streak and the streak miles, which we already said. Yep. And then I put down all the cities I went through, like eight miles. I covered three cities, Elmwood Park, River Forest, and Oak Park, Illinois. And then I have the exact uh, course on there. So that in case I'm going to run eight miles again, I'll look back at it and say, oh, that's where I went. Cool. So that's all in the log. All right. Sometimes it's who I wrote, ran with also. <laughs> which doesn't happen often. No, it's... usually by myself. Predominantly. Oh, I also have how many deer I see or something. Oh, yeah, that's right. I set a record last week seeing 13 deer on a six-mile run. That's crazy. Yeah. Were they in different pods? 
There were families? seven actually together on the running path in the woods and the forest preserve around us. And, uh, and the others were just just randomly at different places. <laughs> well, to wrap it up, I'm going to ask you a couple non-running related questions. They have to do with Cleveland professional sports. The Cavs are five games away from completing their 82-game regular season. 47-30, and 30, holding on to the three seed. You got... Philly and Indiana right behind them. Do the Cavs hold on to the three seed? What are you looking forward to with the Cavs closing out the regular season and into the postseason? I think they're going to hang on because Philly and Indiana are probably going to lose somewhere. Cavs could lose, too. they got Toronto coming up. Mm-hmm. But uh, even if they don't, the, the key is that they're going to they're going to switch it to another gear in the playoffs, oh, I yeah. think. And if they're the sixth seed, they play the three, you know, whoever they're going to play is going to be in trouble, I think. Yeah. Let's hope they don't drop to the sixth seed in yeah. these last five games. Um, and then Cleveland Indians, we just recently had opening day for MLB. Baseball's back. The Indians won 102 games last season, I'm reading here. Yep, 102 and 60. They opened up the Vegas over under for wins ninety four and a half for Cleveland. Would you take the over or the under for Terry Franco and his club? Uh, I think they're going to be over. Maybe yeah. ninety six wins. Okay. They're going to fight for a playoff spot. But again, it depends on pitching and health. That's the biggest thing. Sure. Thing. But it's so fun to watch. Just sit there and watch basketball and baseball. Yep. Even football when the Browns come back. <laughs> Browns are making power moves. Making some it's big been moves. Fun. Yeah. Veterans. So yeah. My dad will soon be, a, I believe, a Cleveland Indians MLB TV subscriber here in the next week. So. Yes. Looking forward to Ohio State football, too. Of course. Ohio State football, and then Cavs postseason, Indians regular season. Randy Rogers will be tuned in to all Cleveland sports, as per usual. Thanks again for listening to Hooray Run Podcast. Thanks again to my dad for joining the podcast his second time on Hooray Run Podcast. Hooray Run, you can find it on Facebook. Twitter is at Hooray underscore run. There is an Instagram page. It's simply Hooray Run. And HoorayRun.com, where you can find writing. You can find these podcast episodes also. And the podcast itself, it's on SoundCloud. It's on Apple Podcasts. It's on Stitcher. Tell a friend. Recommend subscribe remember to celebrate every step